0: Welcome to the Panine Halacha Podcast. Smanim, Chapter 4, Yom as well as Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Azikaron. Section 6, The Recitation of Hallel. It is a mitzvah to say Hallel on special occasions in order to thank and praise Hashem for the miracles he performs on our behalf. First and foremost are the holidays that the Torah commands us to observe, Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, on, re- on which we remember the miracles and acts of kindness that God did for us when he took us out of Egypt, gave us the Torah, and brought us through the desert to Eretz Yisrael. Our sages also instituted the recitation of Halal on all eight days of Hanukkah. As the Brisa in Megillat Tanit states, why did they see fit to require us to recite the complete Hallel on these days of Hanukkah? To teach us that for every salvation that a Kadosh that God, performs for Israel, the Jews should come before him in song and praise. Accordingly, it says in the book of Ezra, in the third chapter, They sang responsively with praise and thanksgiving to the Lord, for he is good. Similarly, the Talmud in Psachim states that after the miracle of the splitting of the Red Sea, quote, the prophets among them instituted that the Jews should recite Hallel for each and every season, that is, each and every festival, and each and every trouble that shouldn't come upon the Jewish people, meaning that when they are redeemed, they should say it upon their redemption, unquote. Rashi explains that the sages of the Second Temple era relied on this prophetic decree when they instituted the recitation of Hallel on Hanukkah. Thus, it is incumbent upon us to say Hallel over the miracle that Hashem did for us on Yom Ha'atzmuth. On that day, we were saved from the greatest trouble of all— that of exile and subjugation to foreigners, which caused all of the terrible decrees and massacres that we suffered for nearly 2,000 years. We must be very careful not to deny God's benevolence to us. The sages say, whoever acknowledges his miracle will be privileged to have another miracle done for him. On the other hand, if we fail to thank Hashem, we fail to acknowledge the miracle, We will delay the redemption, God forbid, as the Talmud relates regarding King Chizkiyahu. King Chizkiyahu was a very righteous man who spread a great deal of Torah throughout Israel, but difficult times eventually beset him. Sancheriv, the king of Assyria, descended upon Jerusalem with a mighty army, intending to destroy it, and Chizkiyahu fell deathly ill. Nevertheless, he did not lose faith. Instead, he cried out to God, who performed a great miracle on his behalf, curing his illness and destroying Sancherev's entire army in one night. At that moment, God wanted to declare Chizkiyahu as the Mashiach and to make the war against Sancherev into the final war of Gog and Magog, bringing redemption to the world. But, the Talmud tells us, Chizkiyahu did not say Shira, did not say a song, that is, Hallel, Over his redemption. The attribute of justice said to God, Master of the universe, if you did not make David, King of Israel, the Mashiach, even though he uttered so many songs and praises before you, will you make Chizkiyahu the Mashiach, seeing that he failed to say Shira after you performed all these miracles for him? Therefore, the Talmud continues, the matter was sealed, and there was great sorrow in all the worlds. The earth wanted to say Shira in Chizkiyahu's stead, and the celestial ministers of the world wanted to defend him, but their pleas were rejected, and the opportunity was lost. The prophet said, woe to me, woe to me, until when? This can be found in the Talmud in Masechet Sanhedrin. The same is true of us today. For many generations, we prayed, "Raise a banner to gather our exiles, and swiftly lead us upright to our land." From the daily Amidah, the San Nis the Galuyot the Yachad Meheira me'arba Arba Konfos Now that these prayers have been answered, shall we not thank Hashem? Similarly, it says, Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the nations, that we may thank your holy name and glory in your praise. This comes from Tehillim, the 106th chapter. Now that God has gathered us, shall we not thank his holy name and glorify his praise? To summarize, It is a mitzvah instituted by the early prophets to recite the Hallel prayer on days upon which God redeemed and performed miracles for us. As such, there is a mitzvah obligation to say halal on Yom Atzmut. The Torah itself records how the Jews sang praise to God during the splitting of the sea. The Talmud and Psachim records that the prophets instituted that we should, that we should also sing praise in the form of halal on every festive Torah holiday and on any day on which we were redeemed. Upon this basis did the sages mandate that we recite Hallel on the new rabbinic holiday of Hanukkah. And upon this basis, must we too say Hallel on Yom HaAtzmaut? The Talmud contains great warnings against those who experience a miracle but fail to thank and praise God for it. Those fortunate to benefit from the great miracles associated with Yom HaAtzmaut who fail to sing Hallel in response, are making a terrible spiritual mistake. Three notes from me. One on the panini Halacha's tone in this passage, one from the footnotes about the legal status of this mitzvah, and third, a reflection on the Panine Halacha's careful word choice. First, you can see the panini Halacha's strong opinions come out in this section. To him, it is spiritually unfathomable to not say hello on Yom L'atzmuh even if all you see from the state of Israel is an uptick in Jewish return to the land of Israel, isn't that enough? Haven't we been praying for that three times a day for the last 2,000 years? To the P'nini halacha, this isn't a question of different halachic opinions. To not say halal today is to repeat one of the greatest mistakes in Jewish history by not praising God after a miracle, or worse, not even acknowledging that it's a miracle at all. To the P'nini halacha. This not-saying halal isn't one legible option in how to be a religious person. It's the opposite of being a religious person. Second, what is the exact status of this early prophetic mitzvah? In general, there are two kinds of mitzvahs, De'araisa, from the Torah itself, and De'arbanon, instituted not by the Torah, but by the sages. How does this prophetic mitzvah fit in? In general, the Prophets are clearly not the Torah itself, and by and large, their edicts are considered like early man-made, that is, early derabanan rules. That's the position of the Rambam, at least in regard to reciting Hallel. It's basically a derabanan mitzvah. However, the Bahag and other Rishonim do consider Hallel to be from the Torah. How so? They argue that there is a general obligation from the Torah to sing words of praise to God in response to a miracle. The prophets only stepped in, they claim, to institute that what we should sing is the text of the Hallel. There is a middle view from the Nitziv that singing right after the miracle occurs is a Torah obligation, while singing in later years to commemorate what historically happened on that day is only rabbinic. Third, This is a great opportunity to appreciate how precise the penine halacha is with his language. In the body of this section, he says that halal is a mitzvah, and he links it to the prophets. But he doesn't clarify its exact status, do or do because that question isn't fully settled. Only in the footnotes does one come to learn just how complicated that question actually is, and why the penine halacha was so careful to simply call it a mitzvah. I'd also like to include a kind of half-note that I say with some hesitancy. In a footnote to section 4, about the three oaths, the B'nini halacha invoked the argument that one should not learn halacha from Agadah, that is, from narrative parts of the Talmud. This wasn't a central point in section 4, but he did make it, as part of an effort to show that the three oaths narrative should not affect our understanding of the mitzvah to settle the land of Israel. But here, in section 6, the Peninei Halacha quotes at length in Agadah about King Chizkiyahu to emphasize how one must say halal on Yom Atzmut. I am no expert in the principle of don't learn halacha from Agada," and I'm confident that the Peninei Halacha could provide a distinction between these two treatments. Either way, I will say that when it comes to mitzvahs associated with Yom Atzmut, a day with so much ideological and theological debate, it is hard to speak just from halachic texts. Agada will find a way in. The Panine Halacha podcast provides English audio of Panine Halacha, an exceptional work of halacha by Rav Eliezer Melamed Shlita. The English translation was overseen by Ellie Fisher and Corin Publishers. These texts are available for free online, and beautiful printed volumes are available for purchase. The summaries and reflections are from me, Ben Greenfield, Rabbi of the Greenpoint Show in New York City. I occasionally make subtle changes to the original translation, often for clarity, sometimes by mistake.